All right, dear friend, listen and listen good as we begin tonight with the following. I am here. I am your leader. I'm going to walk you through this. I'm going to help you. You need help. Look at you, for God's sakes. You need help. I'm going to help you. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm going to help you. Now, here's what we're going to do. First and foremost, let us remind ourselves what the story is regarding Trump. What is the, 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 the there, there, there's so much to take into account, but you have to be taught the kata. You have to be able to think specifically how to react to what is going on. There's a lot to talk about. Latest regarding Devin Archer. The absolute meteoric rise in the criticality of one Tucker Carlson and how I hope he continues this unabated and without interruption. He is a critical voice, a critical part of our collective involvement. That's the second thing. A little more on a couple of things. I'm going to talk to you about the, the background of the prosecutor, which is interesting. And also another prosecutor you're going to love about this one. A woman by the name of Karen Gilbert. Have you heard about her? Well, I'm going to give you the lowdown on that. Also, what about the, the perhaps the chances of change of venue? What about any pre-motion type of practice? Prosecutorial targeting and the like. Does any of this? What, what are the real chances? What exactly are President Trump's actual, real, legitimate the realities of what's going on. That's what you want to know. And that's what I'm here to help you with. But first, let me ask you, as usual, to like the video. You have been so terrific in helping the the uh, metrics uh, work. What am I trying to say? What does that mean? Make the metrics work. I have no idea. You have no idea how you have helped me uh, uh, connect with new people by virtue of liking, subscribing, uh, hitting the little bell to put us into the mix so that people will see us, people will hear us. Because what we do is completely different. What we do is completely different. We are not, we might be pro-Trump in terms of some political theories. I'm, I'm unabashedly pro-Trump in what he has done. However, my support for him juridically and in terms of jurisprudence has nothing to do with that. Nothing. And you have to make sure that you follow me. Okay, so please do that. And also remember, now is a great time to go, preferably when we're done, but go to our dear friends at MyPillow.com. They have been great to us and we love them. There are some wonderful companies out there that I love and I always I just think the world of, and this is one of them. My pillow, their 20th anniversary. Look at the sales, kitchen towel sales, overstock sales, season slippers sales. They've got toppers. Go right now, use promo code Lionel, use the link that's available, promo code Lionel, or call the number that's available and get your free gift. I know, tautological, but sue me. They're great people and they're wonderful products made in the USA. Support them, they support us. All right. First, repeat after me and take my pledge. And you've got to mean what I say. You can't, you can't, you can't say this and 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 not, not mean it. 
We are saying the same thing that we would say if it was Hillary Clinton, if it was Kamala Harris, if it was Nancy Pelosi, anybody. Everybody deserves to be treated specifically within the confines and within the parameters of the Constitution. And this is my beloved copy. This is my dear friend Saul Walker inscribed this to me. He was the one, by the way, the jurist who came up with the notion that even a good, any good prosecutor can indict a ham sandwich. Whenever I vote and get one of these little stickers, I put it on the back. Because without voting, the Constitution means nothing. And without the Constitution, there's no voting. So I want you to understand this. What I'm saying in terms of the law has nothing to do. This is not just for this is not just for for Donald Trump. This is for anybody. And I want you to believe me and I want you to feel that way. If you really are an American, you must understand this. Now, let's talk about a couple of things. Who is this feller by the name of Jack Smith? A little bit of background, a little bit of background. Jack Smith is known for, people have been used, in fact, Alan Dershowitz cited this as well, for his, quote, creativity. But creativity has no place, no role in criminal justice systems. Creativity is one thing. But who is this Jack Smith? He's probably looking or hoping that you will forget one particular instance that he had involving him. Um, where is this? Da, da, da. Oh, yes. He won a corruption conviction against former Governor of Virginia Robert McDonald in 2014, only to have it overturned by the U.S. Supreme Court in a unanimous eight to nothing decision. The court held that there was no explicit proof of the charges and warned, admonished him that, quote, the uncontrolled power of criminal prosecutors is a threat to our separation of powers. Remember something, and this is the most important. A prosecutor has a large birth, a range of activity that is theoretically legal. Let me give you an example. Let's assume I'm a prosecutor, and there's one charge where I only charge white people with it, not black. Or vice versa. And you know this. And you know it. There's, let's say, there's 100 people who are arrested. I drop the charges in 50 for all the black people. And all the white people, I charge them only. Time after time, you see this. Wait a minute. He's, he's not charging black people. And I say to you, but that's discretion. That's my discretion. You say, what do you mean discretion? There's no discretion here. You're not charging. You're not being fair. There's nothing that mandates that I have to charge everybody. I don't like these charges. You don't like these charges because they're black or they're white, whatever the particular situation is. Prove that what I'm doing is wrong. Or let's say with you, I use a, I use a statute that says it is unlawful for you to impede, to obstruct. And I say obstruct. Let's assume that your, your statements, your false statements regarding vaccines, regarding the law, let's assume that I believe that your false statements somehow 
obstructed something. They obstructed because of what you said. Think about that. What? You think yourself, what? Wait a minute, what? That's right. You obstructed by saying something? Yes, because I'm being creative. They say have this, this statue called theft of services. This was the worst. You basically charge somebody who, who doesn't do a good job as a as a politician for basically screwing the constituency. What? Wait a minute. What? There were statutes that, I don't know about you, but when you see somebody, they're passed out on the street, sleeping. There was a statute one time that said you, you they, it, it, it tried to ban sleeping. What does that mean? And we had a very good judge at the time. I'll never forget this. The judge turned to the prosecutor and said, well, what happens if I, what happens if I fall asleep at a, let's say a bus stop or I'm just, I just fall and I nod off. Well, you're different. Wait a minute. The statute just said I can't be in sleep. What is, what does sleep mean? What does that mean? You don't sit there and applaud it because you got a bunch of people in front of your store, in front of your house that are falling asleep or passed out. Yes, you're very, you've got an active interest in this. But 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 the constitutional purist says, no, you don't do that. Because what does that mean? You can't sleep. Can't do that. I never understood how people all of a sudden could just stop in the middle of the street and just, just sit there. Can you do that? Is there any prohibition? I don't know. I always thought this one. What if what if, for example, I have my my let's say this is a, a can of something of soda and I if I toss it on the ground that's littering but what happens if I put it down I say you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna come pick this up later I'm gonna put this here for now you don't throw it you just set it down and I'm gonna come back and pick it up later I'm just gonna put it there for now but I'm leaving it but I'm gonna pick it up later. come on is that littering it's orderly. I, I, I've always wanted to try that one. Because I'm, I'm just leaving it. I'm going to pick it up later. I'm not, I'm not just tossing it. Now, what about this Karen Gilbert? You're going to love this one. A top prosecutor, this according to the New York Post, a top prosecutor in the classified documents case against the former president was once cited for unethical behavior in a federal drug case. Karen Gilbert, 59, why do they have to do that? Why do they always have to list the age of somebody or somebody's real name? Sting, born Gordon Sumner. Anyway, Karen Gilbert, 59, who now has a leading role in the special counsel, Jack Smith's prosecution. Remember, they asked Smith recently, who's on your team? He wouldn't answer. Well, I'm not going to answer. Okay. In any event, uh, she was forced to resign as chief of the narcotics section of the Miami U.S. Attorney's Office for her role in secretly taping a defense lawyer in 2009. In fact, this one guy who they charged with was eventually acquitted, and the uh, the the state or the government was ordered to pay back like six hundred thousand dollars in his legal fees. That was overturned. The government uh, later on said we. Uh, we regret what happened. But basically, in a sharply critical 50-page decision which described Gilbert and her team as acting in bad faith and with gross negligence, 
U.S. District Judge Alan Gold ordered the government to pay this Shagan, this defendant, $602,000 in legal fees. Now, this is the crew that this, this is this is the crew that they're working with. This is the crew. Do you understand what's happening here? Dear God, it's unbelievable. Jonathan W. says, can we post in live chat anymore without paying? Well, why don't you, you look at all these other people. They're posting here. But thank you, Jonathan. Do you, do you see these people who are, who are posting? They are posting. I believe you can. But thank you very much. I appreciate that. Now, did you see the latest regarding, this is another sad one, Rudy Giuliani. Oh, my God. They're going after Rudy like you can't believe. Rudy is just, Rudy is one of the new unindicted co-conspirators. What does that mean? What does that mean? An unindicted co-conspirator? What? Will they eventually be charged? We don't know. And may I say something parenthetically? Who cares about Justin Trudeau and his wife breaking up? Who cares? That's his business. Leave him alone. Nobody cares. Just saying. But I want to bring this up to you. I want to bring this latest uh, story. Oh, did you see this? this, uh, There's so much to say. Hunter Biden trashed his $4.2 million Venice Beach rental house with rude and entitled wife, Melissa, leaving the property in disarray and disrepair and stiffing the owner for $80,000 in unpaid rent. Is there no end to this? No, I mean, uh, Trump attorney John Lauro wants a January 6th case moved from D.C. to West Virginia. That is going to be a very important, very, very critical aspect of this, and I hope it works. I hope somehow it works because there is no way that anybody is going to get any kind of justice, at least if you're President Trump, in D.C. That ain't going to happen at all. Period. And because it's it's federal court, you can move to different states. You can you can have a much greater birth, if you will, uh, uh, a, a an area of venues to choose from. Let me take, give you this one story about Rudy, which is the uh, oh uh, Giuliani's going berserk. Did you see the latest one? I got to show you this Giuliani case. This is this. Uh, he was such a great, 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 great great mayor. We need him now so desperately. There's this case. I shouldn't read it, but I always love the way they, I always love the way they, hang on, you gotta, this is terrible. It's tawdry and I, and I should be ashamed of myself for doing this. Uh, Let me see. Oh, for God's sake. There was a woman who was claiming that there was a, a there was a bit of a um, an untoward moment involving Rudy. There's a lawsuit. And he uh, they claim he was he made some rather uh, uh, suggestive comments about a certain uh, appurtenance, so to speak, regarding her anatomy. And I want the the way the way it was written, the way it was proposed, 
uh, I wanted to just read this to you because it is, if anything, he should be found guilty of having the worst come on lines ever. Ever. And if I can find this. And by the way, check out, look for the picture of Joe Biden who's taking a nap on the beach and people are walking around not even, do you see this picture of him and uh, Jill? Did you see this? I'm giving all the information here. Please let me find this one article. It is so terrible. It's not funny. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Listen to this one. Listen to this story. Rudy Giuliani's sexual assault accuser has filed in court graphic transcripts allegedly describing recordings of his unwanted advances, including the vulgar remark. Now I'm going to use a word, tip. And the word he uses, tips, like the tips of your fingers. Now that's not what he said, but it kind of sounds like. So he said, your tips belong to me. Smooth, Rudy. If this is true, Noel Dunphy's attorneys filed a transcript of the recording on Tuesday in Manhattan court, Manhattan, allegedly depicting Giuliani telling Dunphy, quote, come here, big tips. Your tips belong to me. Give them to me. I want to claim my tips. Now, I'm no expert in this, but I'm going to say, Rudy, you might want to work a little bit on the delivery. Just saying, just saying, my friend, you are innocent until we're given. This is a civil case, of course. And if that's the case, you might want to reconsider uh, your your uh, approach. Might be a tad brusque. Well, let's move on. What is going on right now? The latest is simply this. As I told you this morning, what we have here is specifically a case involving Rudy Giuliani being prosecuted for his opinion. Now, I know that may shock you, but actually this is a free speech case. No matter how you look at it, no matter what you say, this is a free speech case. Now, where is this one particular case? I want to read this to you. This, was, this is very interesting. God, there's so much stuff here. How people do not belong, how people do not find this fascinating. I have no idea. Let me go. Let me find it. Let me find it. Stand by. Talk about yourself. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Now, the January 6th case, and I was reading today a, a, a piece, an article in the National Review. I want you to look and read as many different types of uh, information as you can possibly get. I want you not not just to read, you know, Newsmax, which is fine, whatever you want, or Fox News. Read everybody's. And National Review has a wonderful kind of a middle of the road. They're very, they're paleo conservative types. They're not big Trump fans at all. And that's good. You don't want to hear what people who like Trump, it's always the same. Listen to what people who don't like him say. Listen to what foreign, foreign countries, especially countries that know a little bit about uh, um, rapacious prosecutors, look what they say as well. But in this case, the January 6th might be the most difficult to prove. 
because prosecutors will have to show that Donald Trump knew knew the election fraud claims that he was making were wrong and that he was lying to supporters when he said that the 2020 vote was stolen. Now, this is what people, this is the problem. Prosecutors are going to have to prove mens rea. What is mens rea? A criminal mind. There's two things in any kind of crime. There's the actus reus, the actual act itself, pulling the trigger, doing whatever the fit, the actual act itself is, actus reus. And mens rea is the criminal mind, the, 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 this knowledge, scienter, so to speak. You know that what you're doing is fraudulent. You know that what you're saying is wrong. And they're going to have to show basically this idea that what he did, that he knew, that he knew he had a guilty intent. And that he knew this when he told his supporters that he believed the election was stolen and encouraged them to gather, uh, which resulted in the violent riot. So they say, now listen to me and listen carefully. Number one. I want you to understand what I am saying. Please recognize what I am saying. And please do not in any way misunderstand what I am saying to you. It's very important. Number one, January 6th was stupid for anybody to be involved in that. You understand that? It is stupid. Stupid. It was stupid. Stupid. Anybody who did this, I would have never been a part of any of that. I would have gone and protested. I would have been a part of standing outside is okay. You could stand there and you could say, they stole the vote. I want the vote back. No problem. Write it on a placard. Say it, whether it's right or wrong. Scaling the wall, going in, trespassing, different story. Being invited in. This is a case by case. By the way, did you see the uh, the uh, Valkyrie uh, shaman dude? He's talking to people. Seems rather lucid to me. Still wearing the makeup, though. Very interesting. Okay. Do we all admit? But if you think that that was the worst moment of history, that riot, you have got to be kidding. We are a country of Kent State. I lived here in New York, like many of us, who saw the horrors after the, after what was nothing more than this this supposed reaction to the George Floyd death. You saw that. I saw that. It was horrible. That was horrible. That was horrible. The property damage, the people hurt, some who were, I don't know if people were killed, but this, this Antifa BLM co-conspiracy, this, these shock troops and domestic terrorism, that was the worst. Not January 6th. Give me a break. Why was January 6th so bad? Here's my question. Why was it? Ask people. Where were the people who, where were the police who were there to watch over this, to stop what was happening? Where were they? Nowhere to be found. Where were the 10,000 troops that President Trump had asked 
Nancy Pelosi and Boozer or, or uh, Bowser or Boozer, Bowser, the mayor of D.C. They said no. Do you remember when there was a talk? Do you remember a while back when they were going to uh, talk? They actually talked about toppling the Washington Monument. Remember that one? Remember that talk? They were going to put a rope and, and pull it down, actually pull down, topple the Washington Monument. Do you remember that? Remember how many troops Trump sent? He goes, oh, no, you don't. Because that's federal, that's me, whatever. He goes, oh, no, you don't. Oh, no, you don't. That was it. Put an end to that one. If I didn't know better, it looked like an inside job. But that can't be. If I didn't know better, it looks like Nancy Pelosi and Bowser and these others wanted there to be this problem. Wanted this. Knew it was happening. Had the intel. Was listening to Trump. If I didn't know better, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people sat back and said, let's pin this on Trump. Let's make this out to be the worst thing that has ever happened. Let's do this to set him up for a series of prosecutions. I don't know if I didn't know better. If I didn't know better, I think that's exactly what they did. And he was out there saying stuff and they're listening to him. Now, do yourself a favor. Do yourself a favor. I want you tonight, this is your assignment. And I want you to go back and I want you to read what happened in 1960 in Hawaii. Or Hawaii, as some would say. The land of Tulsi Gabbard. 1960. It was, I think, their first vote, if I recall correctly. And it was it was Lyndon Johnson and John Kennedy. 1960. Do you remember that one? I do. Do you remember there was a problem as to the voters, as to the electors? You had Inouye, remember Daniel Inouye, in the House. And you had Richard Nixon, who was the tiebreaker in the Senate. And it was his own... He actually did the, he was magnanimous. He basically, uh, you know, fell on the sword and pretty much gave it to, he could have done a lot more to contest it. As Al Gore could have done in 2000. The fix was in on that one. You know, they told Al Gore, you're going to be the first carbon billionaire. Remember that? Is, is Al Gore, did he and Tipper ever get a divorce? I don't know. Just going to yeah. say. Oh, they did? Okay, good. I mean, that, quiet, quiet. Quiet. Now, let me say this right now. January 6th was a joke. Let me explain something to you. I think it was tawdry. I think Kent State was horrible. I think a lot of things. I think the Edmund Pettus Bridge. You want to go down the list? I'm going to go down the list? I'll give you a whole list. I got a whole list of things, of, of, of riots and uh, the 19, was a 68 Chicago Convention. Uh, then am I horrible, horrible? Want me to go on? The draft riots. Remember the draft riots? How about the bonus riots? Do you remember the bonus riots in nineteen? When was this? The there was the bonus riots. These were these poor. Yep, bonus army. No, no, a bonus. That's not it. 
the bonus. No, this was World War One. Uh, it was 1916. Was it 16? It was actually. I was watching this the other day. It was very interesting. This was. Yes, this was. Hang on a second. Oh, fuck. I hate these. God. Okay, 1916. Yes, 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 yes. And it was, I believe, it was the bonus. Was it the bonus? World War I veterans came back and they were rioting. They wanted an advance on their, either their, not their pensions, but their bonus pay for having fought in World War I. And at the time, the person who was charged to put this down was Douglas MacArthur. And he came in with horses. I mean, he was going to level these people. Why? Because he said it was an insurrection. These were veterans who, who this was little history. Let me, a little side history. Remember the time this was, this was a time when the, the, the embracing of, of communism and labor made a lot of sense to people coming back from World War I who basically had no job and no nothing. Very interesting. That laid the groundwork for later on. But I digress. In the case that we're talking about, in 1960, the Supreme Court, everybody said that you can contest electors, you can do everything that uh, Donald Trump had embraced or had implied. Everything. Look at it up. Look, look at it up. That's interesting. Look it up. 1960, Hawaii, the vote, the electors. It was a, it was a mess. But nobody was called a conspiracist. Nobody was indicted. It was merely a group of people exercising their rights, and, and it was it was settled. So the the law is clear. But a lot of people have this idea that Donald Trump stood before the world knowing what he's saying, knowing he didn't lose the election, knowing it wasn't stolen, that he did this just in order to arouse people's anger and to somehow precipitate cause or to inspire and incite the January 6th riot, which is a trespassing. And for you to think, what an insult for the American military to think that those people could have brought down, could have actually changed, could have subverted, put down, revolted a revolution against this country. Those people, pot-bellied, camied people with the gads and the flags, don't, don't insult my brave military. Enough of that. Enough of that. You understand this? Now, here's the question. Where will this go? Where will this go? Where will this go? What happens then? Do you think there's any chance that President Trump will get a a fair shake? Do you think there's any chance of any due process coming his way? Do you see him ever being acquitted of 
any of these charges, any jury anywhere. Got Alvin Bragg in New York. You've got the Mar-a-Lago case. You've got this. And by the way, remember, Jack Smith didn't charge Trump with seditious conspiracy or doing anything to actually inspire this. He talked about conspiracy to defraud and what? It was like, what? What? Read the indictment. It's like, what did, what did Trump do? They talk about what he said. How did he? I don't understand this. But here is the problem. Nobody from the legal community is coming forward. Law professors, ACLU, nobody, nobody. They've left him. They've just left him out to dry. And that's wrong. So that's where we are, my friends. That's where we are. Will any of this be done prior to the elections? I don't know. Will he still maintain his position in terms of the polls? I don't know. Thank God also for Tucker Carlson, for him. You know and I know somehow they are going to zero in on Tucker Carlson. They're going to, I don't know what's happened to him. I don't know whatever, if he ever resolved his loss or his, his pay status with Fox. Is he an employee still? Does he get his salaries? Who knows? I, I I don't lose any sleep. But you know and I know he has ruffled so many feathers. And they are going after him. They are going to do it. Because what is he doing? He's interviewing Devin Archer on Twitter. It's the only one. Joe Rogan is the most important person in today's platform. Joe Rogan. Streaming platform. Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan is it. There's a lot of other people too. Very, very important. But Joe Rogan is it. And a person who is absolutely singular in terms of how he's able to pull new people on board is Tucker Carlson. Absolutely positively. So let's see what happens with that. And let's see what happens with uh, more of this. We'll pick up tomorrow where we left off. We hope you have a great and a glorious day. I want to thank you for all of your attention, for your, for your love and your kindness and for your support and your greatness. We'll be back tomorrow in the morning. Until then, we'll see what happens. But until then, my dear friends, I ask you to remember, do not look at the law only as it applies to President Trump. Look at the law as it would apply to anybody else. Your political argument could be one thing, but believing in the Constitution applies to everyone, not just him. I can't say that enough. This is not about, well, let's, this is wrong because it's Trump. No, if they did this to Hillary Clinton, who, by the way, contested her vote, said repeatedly it was Russian collusion. She knew there wasn't Russian collusion because they paid for this script. Through Perkins Gooey, through Fusion GPS, through the Steele dossier, they paid for this. She absolutely knew this and was responsible, was responsible by virtue of what she said, her lies and her mendacity for having a judge, a, a court issue subpoenas and issue surveillance through FISA courts based upon these lies. So that's where that is, my friend. She did it. Stacey Abrams did it. The New York Times uh, endorsed it. They were talking about, you don't have any duty to actually vote electors. You could write in Hillary Clinton. They did the same thing. Not a word. That was okay. Why? Because it's Hillary Clinton. 
Hillary Clinton never had a peep, nothing regarding her. I'm not going to say bleach bit. Oh, God. Oh, no, no. You know who says that. I'm not going to say that. You know the story. You know the drill. You don't need me to remind you of that. What we want is fairness. We want equity. That's it. All right, dear friends. We'll see you tomorrow. Same time, same bad channel. 8 a.m. Until then, remember these wonderful words, this valedictory, this sayonara, this this thank you, this denouement, this adios, the monkey's dead, the show's over, sue you, dead, dead. Wait a minute. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. I hit the wrong button. Let me try it again. Take two. Let me try it this time. Uh, the monkey's dead. The show's over. Sue you. Dead, dead. That's more like.